From the heart of Kansas City, it's time for Real Hooligans. Here's your host, Tim English. Hey, Hooligans, this is Tim English here. Uh, I have a special interview coming up here with director Dean Taylor from the movie The Intruder, uh, which is in theaters May 3rd. Uh, The Intruder stars Michael Michael Ely, Megan Good, and the legendary Dennis Quaid. The film is a suspense thriller about a couple who moves kind of out out into the sticks to uh, kind of start a new life in a family. And, uh, you know, they buy this house from this dude, uh, Dennis Quaid. Uh, He's just kind of a psycho fuck. So, Um, yeah, so I had a chance to talk to Dean Taylor. And, uh, yeah, I thought I'd play that interview for you on a special episode of Real Hooligans here, the Dean Taylor uh, interview. Uh, the Intruder screened uh, last night, actually, at the uh, Alamo Draft House in Kansas City. Um, a uh, friend of mine here in KC, uh, film critic uh, Sean Edwards of Fox 4 KC, he was part of the producer group uh, on the movie. Um, I don't believe he has a producer credit, but he, he works for the for the company that produced it, basically. So uh, he he's kind of involved there, and he's he's doing a lot of things to try to get a uh, um, Kansas City kind of put on the map, you know, as far as filmmaking and uh, you know maybe a Hollywood stage, um, so to speak, uh, kind of the way Carolina and uh, uh, Georgia have recently kind of. Uh, boomed in their film industry with tax incentives. Uh, Missouri is actually close to passing some tax incentives uh, uh, itself, uh, which is amazing um, because, you know, hopefully we can get some bigger movies to come to Kansas City, which would be great. We just had All Creatures Here Below filmed here a couple years ago. It screened uh, a couple weeks ago at the Kansas City Film Festival with uh, David Delst. Desmolchen, uh, who is a local actor, or he's from KC, you know, he's obviously in tons of big stuff. So, um, but Sean Edwards, you know, it's kind of what he's doing. He's, he's, um, trying to kind of, uh, bring that flavor to Kansas city. And that's very cool. And last night was a lot of fun. Um, you know, there was kind of a red carpet deal. Uh, Dion was there, uh, the director, um, you know, did a little Q&A afterwards. He's a great guy. He's a great interview. And uh, we're going to talk to him here in a few minutes. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a fun movie. It's kind of a throwback to uh, to kind of 80s psycho thrillers, you know. Um, single white female. Um, I don't know. What was There was one with Michael Keaton. Actually, it reminds me of that one very much. Um Pacific, something, I can't think, geez, um, either way, um, yeah, so it's, it's very simplistic, uh, movie, and, uh, Dennis Quaid's freaking terrifying in the movie, it's, it's hilarious, I mean, he plays, like, he just, he shows such a range of, uh, emotion, and, uh, just, you know, he, he goes from this really nice, sweet guy to just this psycho son of a bitch so quick, it's crazy, uh, and it's a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, the audience here last night was just so much, there was so much energy there. You know, people love a free movie. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you know, you put somebody in there and then you give them just a fun product. Um, you know, it's just a lot of fun to, to kind of get caught up in that. And people are yelling at the screen and just, it was just it, hilarious. I mean, it was just so much fun. So, and he was there. We'll talk to him a little bit about um, what it's, you know, what it's like to kind of sit there with an audience like that and uh, and experience people experiencing your movie, you know, your the, the 
the work that you've put into something, um, you know, is being shown to everybody and, you know, they're digging on it. So, you know, that had to be a lot of fun for them. Uh, but, you know, typical hooligan fashion, you know, we're going to get into, uh, let's find out what makes this dude tick. And, uh, uh, you know, filmmaking, uh, inspirations, you know, movies he grew up with, uh, the man's a child of the eighties, the same as, uh, same as myself. So, uh, it, it'll be fun to kind of see, uh, what, what sparked his, uh, imagination and his, his drive. Um, so, uh, we're going to try to get, uh, Dean on the phone here and, uh, talk to him and see what's going on, man. So, uh, but go see the intruder. Um, you know, it's no end game. It's not going to win any awards, but it, it's, you know, mindless fun. And, uh, you know, with some fun performances, um, they, you know, it'll just, it, you know, pass, pass an hour and 45 minutes for you just on a Friday night. It's a lot of fun. So let's get Dean on the phone real quick. All right. I have filmmaker Dean Taylor on the line now. Dean, welcome to Real Hooligans. Good to have you, brother. I'm going to go ahead and give you my new theme for the show. Hooligan? Hooligan? <laughs> I love it, brother. Well, we'll walk it, man. We're happy to have you. We're happy to have you, man. Um, so, yeah, thank you. So last night, Alamo Draft House here in Kansas City, you screened The Intruder, your new film. An amazing experience, man. I, I love the movie. It was so much fun to sit there and watch it with that audience. Uh, what was it like for you to sit? What's it like for you to sit there and experience a an audience experiencing your movie? There's, um, I mean, you know. I can say it over and over again and, and and not be tired of saying it, but it's been amazing, man. I mean, I can't even put it into words, to be honest. We've been to, like, four or five different cities, and the crowd is, like, getting louder and louder. And last night here, Kansas City, I was, you know, I was floored, man. I don't know if you know, uh, towards the end of the film, when it gets really, really fun and scary mm-hmm. and he's jumping out and doing different things. We had a lady that actually passed out. And, um, you know what, man? She was okay. We laughed about it. I met her in the lobby and all that good stuff. But, wow. (laughs) But, wow, man. I mean, it's fun, man. And uh, such an exciting movie, such a fun movie. And, and, you know, you don't often get to um, have lightning in the bottle like, we are receiving right now with the intruder. It's, it's a blessing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's I mean, it's I'm glad you know that woman was okay. I mean, it's funny in retrospect that you know, um, and it's got to feel pretty good as a filmmaker to know that you caused such such emotion in somebody. You know, um, but man, those people yeah, were loving that yes. movie last night, so that was very cool. <laughs> yeah, it was really really cool, man. The, and and I love the fact that it's really funny. You know what I mean? Like I like that it. It really, it really begins as a fun, oh my God, suspenseful ride, and then it turns into, you know, the creepy horror movie. You know, where you're like, oh my God, where's he at? And um, you don't normally get to do that as a director or, you know, or as a writer. And um, this movie has a, is, is beginning to be really, really special for those reasons. And, um, you know, at first I was like, oh, maybe it's just this audience. And then, well, maybe it's just this audience. And now it's been like 30 audiences. And I'm like, okay the movie's really working and people really enjoy, are enjoying it. And, um, you know, when you get that type of feedback, like last night here in Kansas City, you know, it just really makes you smile, man. And 
you know, and I'm sitting through every screening because I love the movie just as much as the audience does. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, let's let's talk about um, some of your inspirations, and then we'll get back to the Intruder. How about that? Is that cool? Yeah, let's do it, man. All right, man. So, uh, you and I are both ch- children of the '80s. So, uh, I would love to know uh, talk about some of the filmmakers who inspired you growing up, or uh, you know, just what what movies inspired you to go into filmmaking. You know, just kind of take it from there. Well, I will say, you know, growing up, man. Um, I've always, I've always, I've always been, you know, coming from, I'm going to say, coming from the inner city, film has always been that thing that has been, you know, acted as escapism for me. Um, and so many other people, you know, don't have any money, you know, low on food, you know, so now the next big thing that we used to do is basically just watch a bunch of movies. And uh, I remember growing up, man, you know, wanted to, greatest movie that I ever seen when I was a young boy was Predator, the first Predator. Um, I just, I don't know if it was about, you know, Arnold and Carl Weathers and their muscles, <laughs> you know what I mean? In terms of like just being, you know, a young kid going like, man, I want to be buff and strong like that. Or if it was just the fact that it was just such a cool adventure that these guys were dropped into the jungle and they had to fight this alien, you know? Um, but that was one of the movies that really, really stuck with me growing up. Um, and then as I began to, um, uh, you know, get a little bit older, there were movies, you know, um, obviously The Shining became like one of my favorite films. Um, fell in love with, um, uh, I don't want to name all these movies, man, you'd be like, he is crazy. <laughs> um, fell in love with with, um, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Event Horizon. Yes, I have. Um, but that's one of my favorite movies, man. But I- I've always been a guy that loves all the genres. And um, that's been really interesting for me now as a filmmaker because I have a love for thrillers, I have a love for horror, I have a love for comedy. And um, I've been able to do all of them directorially. So it makes me a little bit of a hybrid. Now, uh, how much of yourself do you, uh, or your personal experiences, do you write into your movies? Um, a lot. Um, pretty much, you know, I would say each and every movie that I've ever put my hands on uh, has a significant amount of who I am in it. Um, the Intruder is a really, really cool movie, uh, but what I really wanted to go after there was, you know, the relationship. Uh, between Annie and Scott or Michael Ely and Megan Good. Um, I love the energy of the fact that they, you know, which I think a lot of people have been in a relationship where you're trying to get it together and something just keeps making it not work and then eventually you guys have to come together and make that happen. And, uh, or, you know, to grow stronger together as a couple or in a marriage and, yeah, I try to pour a lot of that energy into 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 movies like being in relationship goals, um, being things that are very fearful for me. Um, you know, dreams that I've had. I'm like, oh man, that'd be scary as hell. Um, I try to put pour those things in the film because what I think it does is it gives you a place of realism, and it gives you something that you really um, have an energy personally with, and it makes the movie better. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. Uh, now, what type of movies do you do you watch now? Is your what's your escapism now? I mean, you know, you said you you, you said you get into kind of every kind of uh, genre, but do you have anything specific like that? You, like you have go to movies that you're, uh, you know, that kind of cleanse the palate for you sometimes. Yeah, you know, I, I, there's a few movies that I really, really love um, right now. Like, I really love Man on Fire. Um, okay. That's like a classic. That's a classic Denzel. to me. Yeah. Uh, Man on Fire is fantastic. I mean, most recently, I really fell in love with A Quiet Place. Um, I just thought that movie was just extremely well done. Um, I thought it was so fun, and I just love how they built the tension in the film. Um, Don't Breathe is another one that I really, really like a lot. Um, again, I love the fact that I love situations. I love that you're in something and you can't get out. And I think those movies are always really, really cool. Um, so those are a few movies. You know, Get Out, um, I thought was brilliantly done as well. That was a fun one. I'm just, You know, I'm a fan of films, so I'm always, I don't, I don't really have too many. I'm gonna watch that over and over again. But sure. I do have, you know, a really good slate of like new movies that I'll, I I kind of watch five, six, seven times because I really like them and I want to feel what, what what I'm feeling when I've seen it the first time. Yeah, I'm the same way. It's like I have like a constant rotation of like 25 movies in my top 10. You know, it's just like right. ask me on a different day, you're gonna get a different answer. You know, and there's there's always something that yeah. kind of rotates in and out. You know, so do you like do you like Man on Fire? Oh, I love Man on Fire. That's one of my that's one of my favorite. Uh, is that that's Tony Scott? Yeah, I just I yeah. fell in love with that movie. I mean, it's so it's so simplistic, and he gives such a it's like a a quiet performance, you know, he's just, he's very yeah. chill, but it's like, but there's that fire inside him and it, it just emotes, I think in the screen. And that's what makes Denzel such a great actor, man, is he's able to do yeah, so a, much without saying anything, you know? Yeah. It's a badass movie. Man. Yeah, I, really like I love that it. Film. And just, yeah, the ending, man, it gets me every time. So absolutely dude. Um, so, okay. So intruder screen last night. This is a great movie. Uh, I was, we were talking about the audience, which is totally into it. That was so much fun. How did you get involved with this movie? So I was um, just finishing a film called Traffic, um, and uh, my phone rang, and it was a buddy of mine. His name is Mark Bird, and he's actually the producer of Saw, all the Saw movies. And uh, I'm a gigantic Saw fan. Um, so I fell in love with him 10 years ago. I'm like, you know, let me. We, he, he's got a movie, tell me what it is. Um, and he called me one day like, Dion, I got the perfect movie for you. And I'm like, what is it? He was like, it's called, at the time it was called Motivated Seller. And um, he said, I'm going to send it to you right now, but you got to read it, Dion. He's like, it doesn't have the things I know you're going to want to put in it, but you should read it. And right when he sent it to me, I read it on my phone. And I read the script in like 40 minutes. And uh, I remember finishing the script going like, ooh, this is a good one. And I, anytime you can read a screenplay, man, and um, you can visually see the story, that's when you know it's something special. And um, I, every page I turned, you know, I'm reading about Charlie Peck and this guy in his house. And when I finished, I'm calling back and I said, man, I would love to figure out how I can get this movie made. And uh, that was it, man. Like, within an hour, I was on the phone, you know, reaching out to uh, my partner who has been, 
you know, so significant in my life in terms of financing films. And I said, man, I got this movie. I think I could do it for, you know, a couple of million dollars, and I think it's a really special movie. And uh, he was like, well, if you feel that way about it, let's figure out how to get it done. And um, after I got the green light that way, my first phone call was trying to figure out how to get a cast. And um, that's how my story came about, man. And I think like maybe two months later, I was actually shooting that film. And uh, it was a very fast shoot, uh, like 24 days, Roxanne, Ava produced the film, um, David Lowry wrote it, and um, I went in there and jumped into the writing with him and really wanted to build the characters out a little bit more. Uh, Scott and Annie at the time were not African-American, and uh, I wanted to make them African-American. And you see in the film, and as you'll see, or you know, you know, it really doesn't play with race at all. No. Um, but I just wanted to see, I just, I thought it would be just something different to see uh, an African-American cast in a movie like this. And uh, boy, did they kill it. Yeah, <laughs> boy, they were they both amazing. And yeah. one thing you pointed out, you said when you read the script, it was very easy to visualize. I think what works about this movie is that it, it's it's simple in that you really just have the three core characters at the heart of it. You know, there there's a you know the friends kind of you know kind of filter in and out, but it's really just the, the three of them for the bulk of the the 140 running time, and so yep. you you get three very different uh, perspectives on what's happening throughout this movie. And each of each of them gives us such great individual performances and play well off each other, and uh, it really works. So yeah, I agree, man. I, I agree. I, I I like watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dennis Quaid is a beast in this movie. Talk a little bit about yeah. what he brought to the set. Well, you know, first of all. I wrote a letter to get Dennis Quaid. I, 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 I was just a fan. I didn't even know him. And uh, just being an independent filmmaker, man, sometimes you just got to scrap. You do anything you can to, you know, get your vision to come to life, man. So I wrote this guy a letter, you know, kept sending it to his agents and managers. Finally, they like, hey, man, that's enough with the letters. And uh, they sent it to him. And he read it and he called me. And uh, he was like, I'm, I'm going to do this movie. And uh, I remember the first day on set, I said, you know, Dennis, I don't have, I don't have a lot of money. He was like, man, I'm here because of you. And uh, from that day on, I will tell you this, man, this guy gave 200%. And it was so fun working with him because one of the things that we explored and he was able to deliver in this film was multiple personalities. And... Um, at first, the first couple of days, it took him, you know, it took him about a, maybe five or six days to really adjust and figure out how he was going to play these different characters. And uh, once the movie started, man, there would be days where I'm like, he's like, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to try that. And once he got it in sync together, wow. I mean, really, man. Like, I mean, you watched the movie last night, we got a dose of it. But this dude is insane. <laughs> and it's funny at times. It's weird at times. It's a little bit creepy at times. And then ultimately at the very end, it's, it's horrifying. Yeah. And um, he, was, he was brilliant, man. And not only was he brilliant in the film, but Dennis Quaid was actually moving furniture, moving lights, you know, helping with crash services. Like, I mean, 
One time I went to him and I said, D, you don't have to do this stuff. He was like, man, this is the funnest I've had in, in 30 years. He was like, man, it makes me, he said, it, it reminds me of independent filmmaking. Yeah. And that's something, that's why I got into movies. And you'd be surprised, man. You know, you would never think like, man, this Dennis Quaid over there with two PAs moving a table. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and actually fixing the light or doing his makeup before a scene or Never mind, I got it, guys. Let's go. Let me go again. Like it's just, it was. I think that's why the movie is special. Yeah, and I, I have a feeling that he he saw what you you know what you're talking about in the script as well. Like he saw that part and was just like, oh hell, I've never done anything like this before. Because that's all I could Ever. think. I was like, I was just like, man, I, I kind of was thinking about his film career and I loved him growing up as well. So and I'm just like, I just I've never seen you know I've seen him be an asshole in movies, but I've just never seen him just be a monster the way he was and just such a uh, yeah the split personality how he could shift in the scene from uh, just kind of smiling and being just really nice and kind of a sweet, uh, uh, sympathetic character and just uh, to just maniacal, like within like the blink of an eye, you know? And um, I loved how uh, the movie was all about perspective. Like each character saw him a different way. Um like man, the, that's the, so true, man. Their, yeah. their friend yes. from the outside had the had the wide wide angle view, so he could see it all. It was like wow, and you know she was close. <laughs> she wanted to believe, you know, that he was a nice guy, and um, it was you know I just it was such an interesting film. So um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess so. But how did the uh, what was the actor's relationship with Dennis like uh, on the set? They were all, they were, I mean, look, man, we all became family. And, you know, there were moments where Dennis, you know, he had to check out to become Charlie Peck, mm-hmm. you know, obviously. Right. Mike. All right, we got momentarily disconnected from Dean, but we got him back. Uh, Dean, we got you, buddy. Keep going. Ready? Yes, sir. Yeah, so, so we were just talking about um, the cast and how they all got along and, you know, the three of them, Dennis Quaid, Michael Ealy, and Megan Good, and I was just going to say that what I thought was was really good is everyone really networked as a family. And then there were times when we got into, like, the second and third week of production where everyone went into their own caves um, because they all had different perspectives on, you know, their roles. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that I think is really unique about the film and what Dennis does is he's a con artist. And um, when you're a con artist, you have two faces. And he was showing those different faces to the couple. And I really think on the ground level of the intruder, that's what makes the movie so chilling. You know what I mean? Because people do that in real life. You know what I mean? They're one way with someone else. They're another way with someone else. And ultimately, you have people that have completely different opinions of that person. And um, I just thought that Dennis Quaid was brilliant with that. I really do, man. I really do. And, you know, directorially, it became, I found that theme in the first two days of shooting. And I made it a point that each and every time you see Dennis, it is one way with, Megan only sees him one way, and Michael Ely only sees him another way. And Mm -hmm. I really worked in the film. Yeah, it really, yeah, it really worked um, for me. And, you know, and obviously the audience as well. 
Um, and it was, I, I thought what was also great was that you, you talked about how uh, you cast uh, African-American actors, but that's, that's never an issue, you know, in, in the movie. And, and I think what, you, what, what a good movie does is it can force the audience to question things you know, like you do, you know, like you have an interracial couple in there, but there's also, you know, questions about guns, you know, um, Michael, Michael Ely's character is, is one side about guns and Dennis Quaid is obviously very differently about, you know, but it's, it's, it's not really, you know, outside of their opinions, you know, made an issue in the plot or the story, but it's going to make people think about these things and how they're all related to each other. Uh, but you did a masterful job of not, um, you know, getting on a soapbox and saying, this is a point I'm trying to make. It was just a natural part of the storytelling. No, and I think that's what's cool about it. I think some of the stuff that I, I don't like in film is when people preach to me. Do you know what I mean? I, I really I really love the fact that when you can graze over something, make a point, you got it, and we keep moving. You know what I mean? And it was important for me to drop the gun bit in the movie. Like, in other words, unlike most movies where someone's quick to grab a gun and, that's, you know, they're going to shoot up the town, this guy, this character, he doesn't like guns. He doesn't want to be around them. He has, a, he has a particular energy around guns because they've affected his life before, right? So it triggers him. And um, I just thought that was a really cool narrative for... for, for, for Scott, you know, for Michael Ealy's character. And it's something that you don't see all the time. And even last night with the audience reaction, someone was just like, hey, why did you get a gun? Well, he doesn't like guns. Because his brother was killed by gun violence. And you'll really see a lot of people in the inner city that have had, you know, acts of violence surrounding guns. People don't want to be around that, man. Yeah. And um, I just thought it was a really good drop you know what I mean to have that and obviously the Charlie Peck character really played on that yeah absolutely yeah he used it kind of as yeah as a strength over over uh over Scott you know and that you know yeah um absolutely so okay so uh what's next for you uh uh going going forward I mean obviously you're going to continue to uh go and screen this movie before it's released um but what, what, what are you working on now yeah, the next movie I have is a film called uh, Exposure uh, with Naomi Harris and uh, Ooh, Tyrese, which I'm really excited about, man. And it follows a, a black female uh, cop in New Orleans uh, who witnesses um, a group of narcs killing a kid. And she has to try to get her body cam back to the, um, to the station. It falls along the lines of... Uh, along the lines of 16 blocks and uh, Training Day. But, okay. yeah, it's a really special movie, yeah. Oh, wow. Naomi Harris is amazing also, so that's... Dude, she's, she's epic. Dude, I love her. <laughs> she's epic, yeah. She is, like, too, she is now my favorite Bond girl, you know what I mean? She is... Yeah. Aw- she is, dude, <laughs> she is too. just... She, uh, I love her, so that that's amazing that you get to work with her, so that that's very cool. And Tyrese, I'm sure yeah. he'll just be a blast on the set, so... Yeah, he's fine, man. It was great, man. So we finished that, and it comes out September. So we'll have to do this again when I come to Kansas City. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, um, so Tim, thank you so much. I'm going to jump, man, because I'm, I'm in front of the next 
interview. Not not a problem, buddy. Like Brad Pitt. Not not a problem. Dion, thank you for coming on Real Hooligans. Uh, Look for us on Spotify and check out your episode, brother. All right, man. Man, thank Tim. Tim, thank you so much, man. Really, thank you. Yeah, not a problem. Take care, buddy. Okay. Bye bye. All right, Hooligans. That was uh, filmmaker Dean Taylor, uh, the Intruder, director of The Intruder. Uh, in theaters May 3rd stars Michael Ely, Megan Good, Dennis Quaid. Um, and you know, go see it. It's, it's fun. Last night was a fun experience. Um, you know, and I'm sure it had to be for him, you know, to see, to see um, some movies are just perfect in, in theaters. And I, you know, David and I have talked in the past, uh, David doesn't like horror movies, period, but he's, I, well, I can't use Simon as an example because he hates him wherever we watch him. But, he, you know, we talked about watching it in a theater and how he would rather avoid all the tension, um, you know, that comes along, you know, with all the people freaking out and, you know. But, uh, you know, sometimes that's what's fun about something like this was just the reaction and, you know, people yelling at the screen. And uh, Sean, before the movie, encouraged people. He's like, oh, man, talk. So... And it was fun, and it made for a fun watch, you know. So, uh, and it had to be really cool for Dion to sit there and uh, be able to experience uh, people, experience his work and his vision that way. So, um, I was glad to hear it. And so, yeah, uh, hopefully we can get him back when he comes back to KC with his next film. And hopefully he brings Naomi Harris with him because she's fucking awesome. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, she's. In the new Bond movies, what is she, M or whatever. But she's amazing, so not M. Uh, anyways, so yeah, uh, definitely go check that movie out. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a fun watch. All right, so that's probably going to do it for uh, this short little episode of Real Hooligans. Uh, special thank you to Dion Taylor for joining us. Um, the Intruder is in theaters this weekend, um, May 3rd. It stars Dennis Quaid, Megan Good, and Michael Ely. So go out and see it. Uh, make sure you're following us on uh, all of our platforms, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Follow us on, you know, Spotify, iTunes, all the, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And, uh, you know, go over to iTunes and write us a review and, you know, stuff like that. Say you like us. So get the word out. Thanks for joining us tonight, Hooligans. Uh, send us uh, an email if you have any questions, concerns at realhooligans at gmail.com. And uh, uh, David and I will address those on a future episode. So tune in next week. We'll be back. Fun stuff coming up. Lots of great stuff. Uh, check out our summer movie preview in the past. Um, and let us know what you're looking forward to this summer. So uh, that's going to do it for it. Uh, for us, uh, I'm Tim English. This is Real Hooligans. See you later.